Hello and welcome to My Neurodivergent Mind. I'm your host, Noelle, and today we're talking about queerness and its relation to neurodivergence. Because I am very queer, (laughs) in case people hadn't noticed, which it's pretty easy to notice. Um... But yeah, I'm non-binary and bisexual, and I'm on the ace spectrum. Like, I think I'm demisexual, but I haven't figured that out quite yet. And I'm some sort of neurodivergent. And a lot of the time, I can doubt myself I can doubt my queerness because of my neurodivergence and I can doubt my neurodivergence because of my queerness being queer there's a lot of things that can tie into being neurodivergent like my gender identity. I use they them pronouns and I'm I identify as non-binary. But one thing that quite a few neurodivergent people, typically autistic people, I'm not autistic, I don't have an autism diagnosis, but like com the commonly known thing or it's like most common is autistic people have a can are more likely to have a detachment from the idea of like gender because I've never really felt a connection to gender it's always felt sort of like this eh, whatever sort of thing and now don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that it's like oh you can call me whatever I don't care it's just I felt like What's the big deal about being a boy or a girl? Like, why does it need to be categories? Why can't we just be humans and be like, hey, these are the pronouns I like. This is what I want to be called. Why does gender have to exist? Like... Honestly, I think all we need are names and pronouns. And a lot of people, they don't think that way. And a lot of neurodivergent people, uh, just that I've, like, seen online and have interacted with, they have a similar opinion to me. There's also because of um, dehumanization that neurodivergent people have experienced when they're young and growing up that can cause them to have a a detachment from feeling human which can also cause a detachment from gender which can create things like neopronouns and I mean neopronouns are also just like can also not be a product of that 
someone can identify as a girl and use just neos it's completely fine and not everything has like a cause and effect but for me i often question how i see myself how i see my gender identity and i think do i really feel this way because i am this gender or do i feel or am i or do i identify as this gender because of my neurodivergence does my neurodivergence have an effect on me that gives me this disconnect from the binary because i've never felt like a girl and i've never wanted to be a guy i felt like <laughs> like who cares what i have i don't care whatever the fuck i have i'm just me which you know isn't something a lot of <laughs> cisgender people think and it's something that quite a few neurodivergent people think though so you know it can cause this little fight in your mind like am i really this what if my whole identity is just a product of my mental illnesses and my neurodivergence but that is irrational to think that i am non-binary because i have a neurodivergence it's i have a neurodivergence and that could have led to some of my like some of what happened in my like brain i guess and my being that made me the way i am that made me <laughs> i'm not saying that being neurodivergent made me trans it's just being neurodivergent and then going through life the way i have as a neurodivergent person might have like impacted how i see myself and how i feel about my gender and moving on from that <laughs> towards um the the ace spectrum that's always been very confusing for me because i know i am on that spectrum i know i am some sort of asexual but i just have never known what because i've also i a hypersexual person who feels little to no sexual attraction which means i sexualize myself a lot and put myself in sexual scenarios but that doesn't mean that i feel the sexual attraction i just feel very like strong romantic feelings and that you know bring or i feel the need for attention or to feel wanted 
and that brings out the hypersexualness even though I don't necessarily feel sexual attraction and I think is that a product of my neurodivergence is that a product of how I was raised like I mean obviously I had some issues when I was growing up you know like childhood traumas and like being preyed upon on the internet obviously brings on some issues with hypersexuality which I have, but it can also cause, like, but it can also help with, like, um, sec- it can, like, cause sexual trauma, which I don't think I have sexual trauma. I have, like, things that I don't like because of past experiences, but my asexuality was never a cause of trauma because asexuality is a valid sexual, like, sexual identity and it is not the result of a traumatic event. And I think just, like, my brain already functions differently because of my neurodivergence what if like a little bit of my neurodivergence affects affects me differently like I'm already definitely on the ace spectrum and what if like just with how my mind specifically works my my whole brain chemistry my you know, little special snowflake individual brain chemistry and genetic makeup mixing with the neurodivergence and asexuality. Like, what if that, like, contributed it to it making it more? Making, a, like, making the asexuality stronger. But I have no idea because I don't know how scientifically accurate that is and there's not a lot of information on it because the tests are done by neurotypical straight people usually men so like (laughs) the few studies that there are going to be out there are probably gonna have a bias probably not as much effort and like digging as there would be if it was someone who is like who really wants to get to the bottom of this who who thinks this is a study that I would have liked to look at when I was younger to see how exactly the science behind me works you know I want someone like that doing the studies And we don't really have that, especially, like, I mean, like, asexuality isn't really seen as valid. A lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community don't even see it as valid. So there's just, like, so much to think about in relation to 
queer identity and neurodivergence. And I don't know if bisexuality has my bisexuality has anything to do with my neurodivergence cuz I don't <laughs> I can think of ways that my gender might be like how I view my gender might be affected to my might be the result of my neurodivergent brain and that's just how I see gender so I see my own gender a certain way and my brain chemistry is different which might make you know my asexuality a bit stronger might make that hypersexuality happen I'm not sure but it seems like possible but I don't quite know what the bisexuality brings with neurodivergence I mean, this is a really hard thing to talk about because it's such a specific topic. I do think this would make a good bonus episode. But I think I'm going to drag this out because, like, I need to make an episode for this week. (laughs) And... I mean, this is a topic I really care about. I really care about my queerness. And I really care about my neurodivergence. And sometimes I can really get in my head about it. And think, what if everything about me is a product of my neurodivergence? And that's like the the same thing with the queerness. It can work in the other direction like what if my non-binary gender identity affects how i see the world like influences my neurodivergence where they can connect both ways where what if i don't see gender differently because i'm neurodivergent and what if i see gender differently because i'm non-binary and I'm bisexual, and that gives me a different point of view, and it's less about the neurodivergence. Like, there are so many arguments and hypotheses that you can come up with, and it's so hard to prove because who's talking about it? Who's researching it? I might even do a follow-up episode to this one, like Queerness and Neurodivergence Revisited. I'll probably do that sometime in the future, where I like look into it more and see if there's any studies or any new ones that are reputable and done by queer people. I think that would be a really good episode. But yeah, I think, I don't think my queerness is a complete product of my neurodivergence, but I don't think my queerness is completely independent of neurodivergence. 
everything works together. No matter what. Your brain comes together to make everything function. And sometimes things are going to clash. There's going to be things that are different up there. Where things work one way. And then you're this. So things work a little differently. I don't know. That sounded kind of confusing. Basically, like, things will always affect each other. It's like a ripple effect. Except it's not bad. It's just your brain chemistry. It's just how you function. And your neurodivergence will sometimes affect how you act, your queerness. It will affect all that shit. And sometimes your queerness will stand on its own. It'll, oh my gosh, the amount of times I have been like, well, maybe I'm a a lesbian, maybe I'm straight, because I had such internalized biphobia that I was like, well, I literally, like, don't like men right now, so I have to be a lesbian. And that's like, it took me a long time to get out of that mindset, because bisexuality is all about you can like anyone but you have preferences it doesn't matter if it's like a permanent preference or it's like a preference that changes every once in a while every certain every this amount of time every few weeks every few months or it just varies like i would have times Where in middle school, I would just be like, ew, literally all of these boys are disgusting. Literally all of the girls are so pretty. And then it's like, I don't like any of these girls. Oh my gosh. These boys are so cute. And... It took me a long time to realize I was just having preferences and that it wasn't, it wasn't me being a lesbian or it wasn't me being straight. I was just bisexual and doubting myself. I think it was, um, so this is something I've heard about that I'm going to talk about later on is black and white thinking. Um, neurodivergent people can have that, you know, um, one group of neurodivergence I've heard black and white thinking used in is autistic people. And like, I think that's what it is, what it was. It was a little bit of internalized biphobia and also black and white thinking. I was just like, Well, I can't like both. I like this one right now, and I don't like this one right now. So I guess that means I'm straight. And then it's like, wait, I like this person? And I don't like boys right now? I guess that means I'm a lesbian. 
And it was just this constant, like, self-doubt, self-hatred, and black and white thinking. And I think a little bit of that was probably a result of ignorance and internalized biphobia. But I think it was also probably a result of neurodivergence and that black and white thinking. Okay, so this topic has been a little bit short, and I'm really sorry about that, but I think this is the end of the episode, and our next episode, oh, I have so many ideas, I literally have, like, a whole page of just like a checklist of ideas for episodes. I think my next episode is going to be on time and plans, talking about timing and times and plans, you know, when to leave for things, how my neurodivi- neurodivergence affects time and plans. So, We'll talk about that next time. See you then.